Thank you for tuning in to the 146th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day. Whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Music. Thank you for tuning in. Being recorded from Amherst, New York, as has been the case every episode since the pandemic started. I hope everybody's fine. I hope everybody's friends and family is okay. Now we're going to talk about today. going to have Ben Karen on, host of the Sports Wobbler podcast. Last week, we did an NFC preview, previewed the whole NFC conference for the NFL. This week, what we decided to do, we're going to do the AFC. So we're going to go division by division. We're going to go AFC East, West, South, North, the whole deal. Uh, and where I want to start before I've been in is this, right? A lot of news has been made about the AFC East now, right? Tom Brady has left New England. The Patriots, for the first time in two decades, will not have number 12 under center. And then the Bills make a move. They get Stephon Diggs, and I think most people, most football people, most NFL fans in general would agree, the Bills have the best roster in the division. But does that mean that they will win the division? I don't know. I, I think... I, I think it's interesting, and here's what I would say. Uh, discounting that the Patriots can still compete for the division, even though they don't have the best roster, I think is wrong. Because I'll tell you this. The Bills had a better roster than the New England Patriots last year, and they swept them. I, I think there's one important thing to remember in all of this. And as I'm saying this, I will pick the Buffalo Bills in all likelihood. I'm not all the way there yet. But I'm like 90%-ish, I will pick them to win the AFC East. But don't lose sight of this. You know, there's a difference between winning the battle and winning the war. Uh, Would it be totally outlandish for Bill Belichick to say this? Hey, we have dominated this division. We've dominated really this conference. The Patriots have really dominated not just the AFC East. The AFC is a conference in general. They've been better than the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, any other team you want to name that's the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning. They won the conference nine times out of like a 20-year span. That means you're getting there half the time. They've dominated the conference. They've been to numerous AFC Championship games in there between. So would it be out of the line for Bill Belcher to say, hey, all you teams, hey, Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, you guys have this year. Let's have a punt year. We lose all our games. We potentially get Trevor Lawrence, the guy that everybody's saying, is going to be the next star quarterback. I think that is the more interesting story, the more interesting narrative that people really aren't talking about. Because everybody's talking about Tom Brady, who's going to get the best of Brady or Belichick. Brady would go to Tampa and win a Super Bowl. I don't think that would surprise anybody with the offensive firepower and the team that's over there in Tampa right now. But the Atlanta say, hey, Tom, hey, everybody else, go get your one this year. We'll see what happens in the next five to six years. Because I think that's when this is truly going to start. As particularly in the AFC for the purposes of this conversation where we're going to see who's going to be the next dominant team. I think it's next year when we're truly going to see that. 
Because it wouldn't surprise me with the, the roster the Patriots have if they won two to three games. And maybe with coaching, you could make the argument they can win six. But do not underestimate the New England Patriots. Remember this. And people might say, Belichick can't find the next Tom Brady. Well, he found Tom Brady in the sixth round. Well, Darrell, what other examples are there? I believe he drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, who was a starter for a Super Bowl team, this year in the third round. He drafted another guy, Jacoby Brissett, who is a mediocre quarterback in the NFL, but that's pretty good. At one point in time, their quarterback room went like this. Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett. Name a team that you've seen in the NFL that has a quarterback room like that. The only one I can name is New Orleans Saints that had Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, and Teddy Bridgewater. You know how many coaches that have gone through that building that have ended up being NFL head coaches? They have a lot of good assistant coaches. They have a lot of smart people in that room and that organization. You don't think they're going to be able to identify a quarterback? Somebody to run their system? What do we always talk about? Is it Brady or is it the system? The short passing game? The slot wide receiver? The two tight end sets? Don't underestimate New England. Don't think just because New England might be trash this year that that means they're going to be trash for years to come. I think that's the game within the game. The battle within the battle. The struggle within the struggle here. I think it'd be simplistic for you all to look at and say, hey, New England, Brady's gone. New England's going to suck. Well, listen, for the better part of two decades, they haven't, no matter who's left, who's came, and who's went. So why would I expect them just to fall off a cliff for all eternity? Belichick retires, and that, that's it in New England. No, that's silly talk. That's idiocy. That's blasphemy. You don't believe that, I don't believe that. And I wouldn't expect you to believe that. Watch out for the Patriots. Because trust me, believe this. There is something up their sleeve in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Now, like I said, we're going to have Ben Karen on. Come up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We'll do preview the whole AFC. And we're going to start with, guess what? The AFC West. Come up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my good friend. He's an educator. He's a husband. He's going to soon be a father. My man, Ben Karen. How you doing, Ben? Host of the Sports Quality Podcast, too. I'm doing great tonight, Daryl. How are you? I'm doing great. So, last time you were on the show, Ben, we covered the NFC. We kind of went through division by division for the NFC. So, this week, we're going to do the AFC. So first, where we're going to start the division, we're going to start off. We're going to start off with the division with my team, the Buffalo Bills, right? So there's a lot of change in the division, obviously. Tom Brady is gone. Uh, for the first time in about two decades, number 12 is no longer in New England and Foxborough, so that kind of changes the hierarchy. We know that Miami's kind of building. Uh, they have a lot of draft picks. They signed Byron Jones. We know with the Jets, the Jets have a young quarterback, too, and Sam Donald. And the Bills make a power move, maybe the move of the free agency period, trading for star receiver Stephon Diggs. So just talk about this division. 
Excuse me, can you repeat? Just talk about this division for us. Just give us a little bit of your overview uh, of this division. Gotcha. Well, you know, I think it's going to be a really interesting division this year, especially since, as you alluded to, Tom Brady, TB12, is now playing in a different division. I think that's going to leave things wide open. Whereas the Patriots, for the last 20 years, they've really dominated this division, and none of the other teams have really managed to get much of a foothold, except for maybe the uh, 09 uh, 2010 Jets. So, when I look at this, I think that fourth place for me is going to actually be the New York Jets this year. I think right now, when you look at it, I like the other three coaches in the division more than advocate. I do like Sam Donald, but I just don't have a lot of faith in the weapons that are around him on offense, especially when you consider Robbie Anderson might be leaving town. They've got some good pieces. I don't think they're going to be a terrible, terrible team. But I just don't think they have as much talent as some of the other teams in the AFC East, and I think that's going to lend them to have a, a, a tough year. And you also have to take into account, too, the coronavirus, which I don't think really anybody's talking about too much as it relates to New York sports right now. But the city has gone through just a lot of tragedy. Uh, there's a lot of people sick right now, and I really think it's going to take a long-term toll on the city. So I'll go with Jets at number four, and then I'll go with the Miami Dolphins at number three. I like Brian Flores, Daryl. I like what he's managed to accomplish with his team. Everybody thought the Dolphins were going to be terrible last year, and for the most part they were, but what impressed me was they were competitive in quite a few games, and they ended up winning a couple of them last year that they shouldn't have probably won. So I want Miami moving forward. I do think that they're going to have to pick up a quarterback at this point. It's probably going to be Tua. I like the Byron Jones edition on defense. They've got some, some offensive talent. Devontae Parker, pretty good wide receiver. I like them as third. I don't think they're going to have a winning record quite yet, but I do think they're on the rise. Just the war chest of draft picks that they have makes them very interesting heading into this year's draft and, and you know, for the next couple of seasons forward. Number two for me, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. Tom Brady might not be the quarterback anymore, but they still have Bill Belichick, arguably the greatest football coach to ever coach in the NFL. And I think he's going to figure out a way to keep them competitive. We've seen the New England Patriots in the past have to play games for stretches without Tom Brady. And they've looked pretty good. Bill Belichick even managed to coach a team with Matt Castle as quarterback to 11 wins. So he's capable of doing this. I do think, though, they're in somewhat of a similar quarterback situation as the Dolphins in the sense that they're going to probably have to go out and find a way to get a quarterback in order to finish second in the AFC East. I don't think Jared Stidham is going to be good enough to get them to that second-place finish. I see them as potentially moving out and getting a player like Andy Dalton 
And I think as long as they can do that, they're going to finish around 500, maybe a 9-7 and seven kind of situation this year. And then in first place, and I know it's going to make you very happy, I have the Buffalo Bills. I got to admit, Daryl, I'm starting to be on the bandwagon here. I like what I'm seeing. I think Sean McDermott is a good football coach. It seems like they've been getting better every year since he's been there. Josh Allen played pretty well last year. At least, you know, beat the expectations that I had for him. And I like this addition of Stephon Diggs trying to be aggressive, go after another wide receiver, get a little bit more offensive weaponry ready to go. Frank Gore might come back. I like this for Buffalo, and Buffalo has a very solid defense as well. In my opinion, for a, a large stretch, even last year in the playoffs, it looked like they were going to beat Houston and probably should have beat Houston. Rob, Ben, don't remind me of that game. I'm still sick to my stomach. <laughs> hey, you know, it's a psychologist. I'm not trying to bring up post-traumatic stress or anything like that. Um, but I like them moving forward, and, and it's time to just forget about last season. We'll look at the positive. I think they're going to be the AFC East champions this year. Now, here's what I would say. Uh, obviously, right now, there is a lot of pressure on Josh Allen. It's really interesting. Now that Brady leaves the division, there is no clear, I would say, top quarterback in the division. I think people could make an argument for Josh Allen. I think you could make an argument, and you like Sam Donald. People can make an argument for Sam Donald. Uh, if they get a two-attack, of, if the Dolphins get a two-attack of a Loa or a Joe Burrow or Lord have mercy, if they... To, you know, get a Cam or a James. We don't know. Maybe that guy could have an argument for being the best quarterback in the division. So, is there any wild cards or any wrinkles that you could could see potentially upsetting the Bills winning this division? Because right now they're projected to win. I think New England can do it, depending on on who they go out and get a quarterback. Let's just say for moment that they're able to go out and get a Cam Newton who has returned to form and is playing like the old Cam Newton. I think they could win the division if they had Cam and Cam was back at that MVP level that we saw a few years ago. Or let's say they go out and they get Jameis Winston and he's just playing out of his mind because we do see some of these flashes of brilliance for Jameis Winston, Daryl. It's right now it's a double-edged sword for him with all the interceptions. But if he was ever get those cleaned up a little bit, he might be able to lead the Patriots to that upset of the Bills for the division. And I would call it an upset at this point because I do feel like a lot of people have Buffalo favored this year. However, I'm not sure that long-term Cam or Jameis is going to work out especially well with that uh, New England Patriots culture. Right now, today, who's the best quarterback in the division? Based on what I've seen, I would probably go with Josh Allen. Then I guess we're going to the playoffs, Ben. There's going to be a home game in Buffalo for the first time in 20 years. I'm liking your chances. Now, now there is this argument. I will say this before we go on. There is the argument that this. The Patriots, like, let's be quite frank, frank about this. The Bills were more talented than the Patriots last year, and the Patriots still swept the Bills. 
Is it not possible that Bill Belichick could pull smoke and mirrors and eke it out again? Because the Bills had more talent last year, but the Patriots still won the division. Never say never with Bill Belichick, but I think it's a real, real long shot. Not having Tom Brady makes a huge difference. Even if Tom, you know, it maybe doesn't throw the ball or move quite like he used to, he's a very, very smart player. And they're going to miss him a lot. And I just can't imagine a Jared Stidham or even an Andrew Dalton, Andy Dalton, uh, going up against uh, that Buffalo defense and having a whole lot of success. Now, it's not like New England has a lot of elite players on offense either, unless Nikhil Harry has a huge breakout year. That's very true. Now, I, I want to go to the AFC South. Um, probably the least favorite division. I don't know. It's my least favorite division. I don't know how you feel about it, Ben. So you have Houston on. We're mentioning Houston again. <laughs> Houston, the team that ruined my uh, a Saturday, a, a great warm Saturday for me a couple months ago, right, in the wild card round. You have Houston. Bill O'Brien, whether you love or hate him, he, he's been a pretty decently successful at coach. The Kenny is he a good general manager? Is he a good people person? Probably not, but but he's a decent coach. You have Deshaun Watson. We know Houston's going to be in the mix. They have J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless. You have Tennessee, who made it to the AFC Championship game uh, this past season. They're bringing back Ryan Tannehill. They're bringing back a Derrick Henry. You have a Jacksonville Jaguars team who I, I still contend they have a, a lot of talent. And people forget about this. Three years ago, they were up by double digits against the New England Patriots, Brady and Belichick's in Foxborough. And, you know, the rest is history, and they've been trashed ever since. And you have the Indianapolis Colts, who have a lot of talent. They have a good offensive line. They have good receivers. They have good coaching. And they bring in Phillip Rivers to kind of take over for Jacoby Brissett, so we think they're going to be better. What is your thoughts on this division, Ben? Well, I think it's a division that's more wide open than probably the other three divisions in the AFC. It's going to make it extremely interesting for fans. I'm not personally a fan of really any of these teams in here. I don't think there's really any Super Bowl contenders. That's my opinion. Fourth place to me in this division, it seems pretty clear. I think fourth place is obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars. When you look at it, the other three teams have quarterbacks that they're committed to in Jacksonville. Who knows what's going to happen for them? I think a lot weighs on their selection of the quarterback, but we can't forget also they've been trading away a lot of defensive pieces. They got rid of Jalen Ramsey, who's one of their biggest stars on defense last year. And I believe from the Calais Campbell that ended up going to Baltimore, they lost another piece. So I just think it's a much different team than the team that went to the uh, the playoffs a couple of years ago and almost beat New England to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not real sold on the head coach either. I, to me, it just seems clearly like they're a fourth-place team. And quite honestly, I agree with what Colin Coward has been saying on his show. I think that uh, they might end up in London if they have too many more bad seasons. And right now, London doesn't look too far away for them. 
Uh, third place for me right now, I would probably go with the Houston Texans. I just think anytime you get rid of a player of the caliber of DeAndre Hopkins, that's going to hurt your team. They've essentially got rid of the player that can take the top off defenses. And instead, they've replaced him with a player that's questionable in David Johnson. Now, if David Johnson returns to form from his injury and has great seasons, Texans might be able to win the division. And that's what I mean by about it being wide open in some regards. But I don't think a lot of people are expecting David Johnson is going to come back and be quite that good. I like Deshaun Watson. I like the fact he's got a decent offensive line to protect him. But these guys, this nucleus has been together for a while, with the exception of Watson, who's kind of new. But the defense and the head coach, and these guys just haven't been able to get the job done, and I don't really see that changing this year, especially when we have an offseason where there's potential animosity and division in the locker room. And I think a lot of people would say that's, that's fair if the comments that were made about Bill O'Brien end up being true. So I know it's kind of speculative at this point in time, but it indicates to me there could be division in that locker room. So second place right now for me, I'm actually going to go to the Tennessee Titans. I like Derrick Henry. I like Mike Brabel as the head coach. Like the offensive line, like some of their young receivers and the guys on defense, but they made a tremendous mistake by electing to sign Ryan Tannehill to a big deal. I can't be any more clear than I've been with my record on Ryan Tannehill. He's just not the guy that's going to get it done for these NFL teams. I think at best he's a lower end quarterback in the NFL. The only reason nobody's talking about that is because the offensive line and the running back uh, played exceptional in the playoffs last year. Had that not been the case and Ryan had had to throw the ball more, I think we would have seen some, some disappointment. I still like the Titans. I think they'll finish a couple games over 500 like they usually do. To me, though, I think the Colts are the team to beat in the ASD South. I really like that acquisition of Philip Rivers. I think he's got one or two more good years left. I think the change of scenery is going to rejuvenate him a little bit. They've got Marlon Mack. They've got the offensive line. They've got receivers like D.Y. Hilton. I think this is just an all-around, a really solid team. Ownership seems pretty smart. Coach seems to be able to coach. I like the Colts as the AFC South champs. Now, Ben. Also, this division is really interesting, too, because the more you talk about this, it's... it's, And here's what I'll say, right? Would any of us be surprised if Ryan Tannehill became... What do you know? What he's been for most of his career? Ryan Tannehill. Not very good. No. Would anybody be surprised as great as Derrick Henry was for the playoff run? He goes back to the mean, and he plays a very punishing style, and he comes back down to earth. No. 
Would we be surprised? And your team, the team that you have right now winning the division, the Colts with Phillip Rivers, Rivers, would we be surprised that Phillip Rivers is what he was last year? Just old and not very good? No. So to me, th th this division has kind of the most uh, variety of maybe any division besides the NFC East, dare I say. So uh, how close do you see, like, how close is a Jacksonville potentially from coming from the ashes and surprising us and winning the division if, if all these teams have flaws? And we know what the Houston Texans have with the issues with Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson and the trading of DeAndre Hopkins. I think the Jags are, are pretty far away, to be honest. I think, though, who wins the division could come down to the last weekend of the season. Admittedly, too, whoever wins the division, I don't think is going to be a true Super Bowl contender. But Jacksonville is not that close. The other three teams I see is all kind of neck and neck. Ben, is it possible, and here's what I would say. Right now, I would go with Houston because I think right now Houston has the best quarterback, head coach combo in the division. Would you would, would you agree with that assertion? I would, yes. Is, do you think Deshaun Watson is good enough to win this division? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Deshaun Watson is an exceptional player. I think when you just look at the quarterback half, he's the best quarterback in the division. Clearly. He just needs help. Now that's what we got for the AFC South. Now let's get on to the AFC North. So you have the Ravens. We're the best team in the NFL all year long before the playoffs hit and the games actually mattered. And then we know what happened to them in the divisional round. Tennessee upended them. You have... The Browns, who are perpetual underachievers, even though they have a tremendous amount of talent with guys like Odell and Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett. You have the Bengals, who are going to probably have Joe Burrow, who had the best college quarterback season ever. And you have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, despite not having Ben Roethlisberger playing Mason Rudolph and playing with Guys that then that you and me probably played with in high school, having fourth string quarterbacks in the game, and they still won. And they have Mike Tomlin. They have a good culture and a good foundation. So where do you? I, I think most people would say Baltimore is the favorite. And I'll let you elaborate more on that. But where do you kind of see this division starting and finishing? Well, I, I do agree with your assessment of the division. I think there's one team in the Baltimore Ravens that's better than the other three teams. Um, now, when I kind of go to separate them all out, to me, Cincinnati is clearly the worst team in the division. I think they're going to get Joe Burrow, though, this year, and I think it's going to be a good building year for them. Um, their coach had to go out and prove some things, though. I mean, he really was, looked like he might not even belong in the same league as the other NFL coaches. So, he has to make a real statement this year and get ownership feeling like the team is on the right track, as well as the fan base. I think Joe Burrow is going to come in there. I think he's going to give Cincinnati Bengals fans hope for the future. I think they're going to shine in a couple, maybe win a couple big games they shouldn't win, almost like the Miami Dolphins did last year. 
but they're they're clearly the worst team to me. Then next, I'm going to go ahead and probably go with the Pittsburgh Steelers in third place. Ben Roethlisberger is old. Yes, they've got decent wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. He can play. He's pretty good. James Conner, a couple years ago, played pretty well. Really kind of faded this last year a little bit. They've got, I believe his name is T.J. Watt on defense. You know, he's um, he's J.J.'s younger brother. He looks like he can be a really good football player. And they have Bud Dupree, and they have some other pretty good guys on that defense. But to me, they're just missing pieces when you compare them to the two teams in front of them. They're just not quite as talented. I do think that... Um, They've got a good coach, but I don't think that's going to be enough this year to get them over the hurdle. I'm going to go with Cleveland Browns, second place. They have more talent than any other team in the division, but like you said, they're chronically underachieving. I don't think that that problem goes away. I think that Baker Mayfield is still an immature quarterback. I think they have other immature players on their team. And I think that in the long run, they're going to find a way to essentially sabotage themselves. We kind of saw it last year with Miles Garrett when he decided to swing a helmet and hit somebody in the head. We have Odell Beckham Jr. that's wearing watches on the field and doing crazy stuff like that. Baker Mayfield in, in tons of commercials. He's doing things, criticizing the medical staff. These guys aren't on the same page, and they don't seem to be committed to winning as a team. For a lot of these guys, it's like very talented individuals, but they're not a team. I think that hurts them. And then Baltimore, you know, clearly the best team. Lamar Jackson, amazing season last year. Got a couple big tight ends he can throw the ball to. Well, I think they traded one of them, but he's got one really strong tight end left. Um, they have some good wide receivers, some good running backs. I think they have the best coach in the division, and John Hogarth. Like Baltimore a lot. They've also added some pieces on defense. Calais Campbell, Jacksonville. I like Baltimore. I think that Baltimore is likely um, going to be in the AFC Championship again next year. Well, I guess they won in it last year. They'll make it this year. I think they'll make the AFC Championship. Now, what are the chances that we see a regression from Lamar? Because, like, right, we we saw Patrick Mahomes, who had a sensational season his second year. And it's kind of like, you know, what Patrick Mahomes does... He can keep doing it. He's just that talented of a pocket passer that he can do that. With the the style of play that Lamar does, uh, it works right now, but, you know, people always say teams figure out the running quarterback. Can you adapt? Or if he gets hurt. We saw that kind of derailed RG3's career when Haloti Nada broke his leg in half. Do you think there is a chance Lamar Jackson takes a step back? Because if he takes a step back, and, and we know it's no secret what makes him special 
is the ability to run the football and then the Ravens take a step back. How likely is that to happen this year? Well, I don't think that it's likely to happen. I think that Lamar is the true student of the game. He seems like he's really interested in learning the game and not just, you know, showing off with his athleticism every game, but he, he can throw the ball down the field. And he seems to have a good understanding of the offense that I expect he's actually probably going to continue to improve in that area this year. I think that you hit the nail on the head, though, the biggest concern is just the injury factor. He does remind me a lot of Robert Griffin III, who's actually his teammate. And I think that he needs to slow down on the running of the football, maybe adopt a style a little bit more like what Russell Westbrook did or Russell Wilson is doing with the Seahawks. Because I do think that if he continues to run the ball as much as he did last year, and he's making defenses look bad, I think there are going to be some defenses out there that are going to tee up on him. Nobody's ever going to admit to that, but I think defenses, they know what's coming at them, and they're getting sick and tired of getting embarrassed by this guy. Now, I want to go to the Steelers, right? If you have the Steelers being third, and we talk about how great of a coach Mike Tomlin is, he's probably getting fired. So you don't think Mike Tomlin... With the Ben Roethlisberger back, healthy, and motivated, you don't think that's enough to win the division? Because if it's not, Big Ben and Mike are probably out the door. I don't think that Mike Tomlin is going anywhere. I think Ben Roethlisberger could be out the door, but I'm not sure that Mike Tomlin is going anywhere. I don't, I don't think he would be available for more than a minute if he walked out. Sure, we can look at it, right? We initially could maybe accuse him of not doing as good of a job as he could have managing some of the talent with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. However, they continued to have a lot of problems even after they left the Steelers, and I don't think that we can put that on Mike Tomlin. I don't think that's fair to the man. I think that the Steelers just need one or two more years to kind of rebuild, and then we might be looking at the Bengals and the Steelers on the top of the division. If the Bengals get Joe Burrow, Steelers probably need to draft a legitimate starting quarterback for their future too, because Big Ben is getting really old. And I think they need they'll go out and do that. And the advantage with Mike Tomlin and what he has with the Steelers is that the ownership is really smart. This is a division where really only two of the four teams have smart owners. <laughs> Only two of the four teams have have front offices that make good trades and good personnel decisions. Usually when Pittsburgh Steelers draft players, they draft pretty well. And the same with Bobby Newsom and the Ravens. The same cannot be said for Cincinnati and Cleveland. So I think that that gives Mike Tomlin a little bit of an advantage. I don't think he's playing for his job this year. So, okay, let's put a percentage on this. What's the percentage that Mike Tomlin will be gone next year? To me, I think it's about 5%. <laughs> okay, what's the percentage Big Ben will be gone next year? Um, I'm going to go with 60 Okay, Ben. Okay, so possible we could be looking at is the Pittsburgh Steelers are kind of rebuilding with a new quarterback in a couple of years. 
Yes. Now, I do also and want... Even if they're not successful, too, I think there's a good chance whether it's wrong or right, it could, they could, you know, kind of pay that on perhaps. Now, I also want to talk about this with the Browns. They have the most talent in the division. They have... You can make an argument, then that Baker Mayfield on his best day, when he's right, is better than Lamar. You could make that argument. They probably have the best wide receiver in the division in Odell. They prob they have the best number two wide receiver in the division in Jarvis Landry. They have the best running back in the division. They have the best pass rusher in the division and Miles Garrett. Right? So what are the chances that Kevin Stefanski, right, you bring him in from uh Minnesota, we know the type of offense success success Minnesota's had, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs when he was there. What are the chances Stefanski can bring that and bring some stability to a team and a and a franchise that has had none for the last decade plus and win the division? I would give him maybe a 30% chance. But I think the only way that they're going to accomplish the things that you're talking about, Daryl, are if they make some moves. Because I think there are just some guys on that team that are problematic. And I think the best thing that the Browns can do is probably move on to them. So what I would do in that kind of a position, if I were those guys, I would have probably already started trying to shop Odell Beckham Jr. this year. Try to pick up some draft picks, try to pick up some maybe uh, slightly less talented wide receivers that are willing to play as part of the team. I would be making those kinds of moves and I'd be getting Odell out the door. Just the personalities and what they're bringing to the team or taking away from it off the field. I think Lamar, Lamar is the kind of guy that I think he's contributing to his team's success even off the field. Baker Mayfield, I think, is maybe taking away from his team off the field. I, I don't even think it's a, it's a comparison at all when you talk, start talking about leadership skills between the two. We, we can agree to disagree on that, Ben. Now, Ben, I want to go to the AFC West where the reigning Super Bowl champs reside. I, I don't assume you're going to shock me and shock the world, Ben, and even dare say that maybe somebody's going to beat Kansas City, but maybe somebody will beat Kansas City. But right now, the division starts with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, then, then you have teams like the Chargers who could go with the Tyrod. People have said maybe they could get a Cam Newton. We don't know what necessarily they're going to do. Anthony Lynn's a bright young coach. You also have you also have uh, the Broncos, who you know usually have a pretty good defense, but uh, don't have struggled offensively the last couple of years, to say the least. And you have John Gruden and Mike Mayock, and uh, formerly in Oakland, now in Las Vegas, uh, who have been making moves. You have Derek Carr, who people forget. As great as people talk about Carson Wentz a couple years ago being second in the MVP race, that's where Derek Carr was about two to three years ago. So where does this division land for you? Kansas City is certainly the favorite, obviously. Um, and and I, I really think that, to me, I think the Los Angeles Chargers are, are in that four spot. 
I don't think Tyrod Taylor's, you know, a terrible quarterback. I think he's serviceable. I don't think he's had a fair shot in the NFL. Yeah, he led the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs. They traded him. He, in my opinion, was you know, doing okay with the Cleveland Browns, and then they, they benched him for Baker Mayfield, which I kind of thought was unfair. So I'm happy that he might be getting a chance in Los Angeles. And everybody talks about the talent that the Chargers have with Keenan Allen, and then they've got guys like um, Joey Bosa, on defense, they've got a couple good edge rushers. The Chargers are going to win some games, but somebody has to finish in fourth place. To me, the coach and the quarterback are both pretty unproven. And I'm not sure that there's really a whole lot of elite players on that football team other than maybe Jim Bosa. So that's why I put them in fourth. And then in third, for me, I would go with the Denver Broncos. Somewhat, very much like the Los Angeles Chargers, in the sense that I think they have a coach that's pretty unproven, a quarterback that's pretty unproven. One thing that I like about the Broncos, though, is they seem to be trending in the right direction with Drew Locke at the end of the year. I think they won, like, the final four out of six or some, something like that. They're playing quite a bit better, but they still have a ways to go on offense. I don't feel like they have a real stockpile of weapons. Anytime you're getting Malcolm Gordon from a division rival, though, it's you know, a pretty good day. So I, I like that move for them. I think that's a very smart move. Take one of the best players from one of your division rivals and add them to your roster. The defense, though, is going to have to carry the load, I think. Uh, Von Miller... Super elite, one of my favorite players in the NFL, really a game-changer by himself, but now Bradley Chubb is probably going to be able to come back this year, and then they're going to have two pretty good pass rushers, which I think is going to work in their favor. So I'll go Denver at three, and then in second, of course, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And I think they're a real interesting team. I will believe in the sense for Derek Hall that I think he's underrated by people. I think people forget that he has that potentially high ceiling. We haven't seen him play at that level that you were referring to in a couple of years, but that doesn't mean that he's not capable of it. I think they still have some work to do as far as putting the proper weapons in place around Derek Carr, but I like this team. I like where they're heading. They still have an armada of draft picks. And I think, in my humble opinion, they have one of the best coaches in the NFL. There are not a lot of people that have stayed the same. But as a motivator, I don't think there's anybody in the NFL with the exception of maybe like Pete Carroll that's a better motivator for a football team than John Gruden. I like the Raiders to make a statement. So repeat that. Where do you have the Raiders? I have the Raiders in second place in the AFC West. I have them about 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, now, 
How shocked would you be, Ben? Let me throw this out. If the Raiders win the division, how shocked would you be? I, I would be stunned. <laughs> I think America would be stunned. The Chiefs, to me, just stand head and shoulders above the rest of the division. I think their quarterback is way better than any other quarterback in the division. And then you look at their offensive weapons, Tyreek Hill, as well as some of the other guys that they have, Travis Kelsey. To me, I, I like the Chiefs a lot. I, I don't foresee that happening. I would be stunned. Now, it's real interesting that you talk about the Chargers, too, that you think the Chargers are going to take that type of step back. Do you think that they're not going to get a Cam Newton? Because I assume if you, you assume the because Cam Newton has been linked to them, you know, there was the Instagram of Cam Newton and Tyrod training. You think they're going to go with Tyrod and Tyrod just not good enough to get the job done? I think at this point they will go with Tyrod. And I don't know if he's good enough to get the job done because I don't think he's had a fair chance in the NFL. What I've seen of him, he's been on pretty bad teams and he's managed to come out of it okay. This will probably, for Tyrod Taylor, be the first time in his career that he's actually had some real talent on the defensive side of the football to help him out. As well as a you know, solid, solid wide receiver in Keenan Allen. A guy that's, you know, team-based and pretty talented. And, Ben, what I would ask you is, and you mentioned you have Denver third. What are the, And then Denver's the team that has variants, right? To me, Denver could end up being as high as second, right? And be that 8-8, eight and 9-17 eight, and 17 that fight for a wild card, like you're kind of saying Las Vegas could be. While also... The top, to me, could fall off. Big Banjo gets exposed. Packs, uh, uh, Lynch gets ex- uh, the quarterback's name, is it Lynch? I think it's Locke. Locke, Locke. Wrong, wrong big, tall Denver quarterback. Drew Locke, excuse me, from Missouri. Drew Locke. I messed up. Drew Locke and John Elway, they all get exposed and they're fired. Do you kind of see that variance with Denver that I do? I could. I kind of think it could go either way. But I think there has to be a little bit of leeway. Kansas City is a way better team than them. So in my opinion, automatically, that pretty much means you're not winning the division. And anybody that would expect the Broncos to beat the Chiefs looking at the talent on each of those teams, you'd have to be crazy to expect that. And that's just not even a realistic expectation. So then, you know, the expectation for them might be the position that you were talking about, well, are they at least going to be a team that's fighting for a possible wild card, um, you know, playoff berth at the end of the season? And I think that's a possibility for them. But I could also, like you said, just see the wheels kind of falling off and them going about, you know, 5-11 and 11 or something like that. It just depends. I think the quarterback is a mystery to us right now. Now, Ben... What I do have to ask you is this. What are the chances, Ben, that we have an NFC East versus AFC South Super Bowl? Both representatives come out of both those divisions. What are the chances? An NFC East versus 
An AFC South? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to go about 2%. I think it would be almost probably 2% if one of them made it to the Super Bowl. I just, I can't even, I can't even fathom it. I feel really, really terrible for the network that got that game because I would assume the ratings would probably be down. Unless, of course, the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl, then then they might not be down, but um, I don't know. The Cowboys being in the Super Bowl is a little bit um, too crazy of a thought for me to take um, with, um, with much seriousness at this point. Ben, there's an alternate universe where we have a Washington Redskins versus a Jacksonville Jaguars Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe in the XFL. Dwayne Haskins versus Gardner Minshew? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if Gardner Minshew is a starting quarterback at the NFL. I know fans have found in love with him. He seems like a really cool guy, but he's got a lot to prove. So we'll see how he does. Yes, we will. Ben, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Anytime, Daryl. It's always a pleasure. And once again, I want to thank Ben Karen, host of the Sports Wobbler Podcast, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. The 146th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.